Hey everyone, welcome to the ET Canada Throwdown. My name is Rick Campanelli. On this episode, we're going to be talking about all things James Bond and the upcoming 24th Bond film, Spectre. And if that wasn't enough, we're also going to be chatting with the designer of the Aston Martin DB10, which is featured in the new Bond film, Merrick Reckman. Welcome to the ET Canada Throwdown. Hey everybody, welcome to the ET Canada Throwdown. I'm ETCanada.com producer Jeremy Singer and standing with me is our co-host, Mr. Rick Campanelli. I'm not the producer, right? Oh, I'm the co-host. Do right, you want to be the producer? What's happening, guys? Maybe not. <laughs> no. This is going to be a special episode, man. Don't yeah, you think it so? It really is. Well, we're talking James Bond. Aren't you feeling it? I'm feeling it. You know, I'm, ex- I'm excited. You're feeling the adrenaline. I, I, yeah. The I, martinis in your system. <laughs> Which they're not. They're not. That's they're not. Just, that's, we, we're just saying that. Yeah. But look, we're talking. They will be though. They we're talking be. all about Spectre, our past experiences with the Bond franchise, and then a special headlining 007 interview that's coming up later, which we will introduce in a bit. So Bond 24. Uh, oh, you know, man. it's hitting theaters November 6th. It's sort of like Christmas. You know, not even Christmas. It's almost like the Olympics. Okay. Because it doesn't happen every year. When a James Bond film is in production and is finally released, it's, what, about once every couple years, two years. Since E.T. Canada started, I think we've done... Four, we've done four Bond films. Okay. And that's like, you know, 10, 11 seasons in. Our first one was with uh, Daniel Craig with Casino Royale. Casino Royale, Back nice. in the day. That was 2006. Okay. Anyway, so Spectre, yes, it's going to be released very soon. And it's like, I've been losing sleep. I've honestly been le- I've been losing sleep. Just watching the just trailers on YouTube? watching the trailers, just getting ready for the, for the, for the movie because... I put so much into this. Like, I'm a huge James Bond fan. I love the franchise. Love the Ian Fleming books. I love the character. This man of mystery, this, this, uh, this double agent, this, 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 this agent who has the license to kill. So back, back like a year and a half ago when they said they're, they're in works, in talks to make another Bond film, I'm thinking, yeah, let's do this. And, and realizing that... You know, every day since then, you'd have to wait to actually see the film. Mm-hmm. But all of those days were very special because new things were being released. Yeah. New pictures from on set, whether they were in Mexico City, Rome, wherever they were around the world. New pictures of the cast and, and the action scenes. New pictures of the car, the Aston Martin. There was always something new to, to, to that you... To get excited about. To get about. excited about. Yeah, man. And now we're finally getting excited for the actual film, which will be released... And I just, I just can't wait to see it. So you, you said it's like Christmas for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. for me, it's, it's, it's Hanukkah. That's so right. that means That's... it's going to be a bit of Christmaka for both of us. <laughs> With a little 007 mixed in for good measure. I know. So good. Here's, here's a question that I, I've been waiting for weeks and weeks and weeks to ask you because every single time I see you in the office, you're always dropping a James Bond reference. As, yeah, you, yeah. as you said before, that you're, you're, you're really excited for this <laughs> yeah. movie. Who has the most bragging rights? At this point, for James Bond, which actor who's played James Bond has the most bragging rights? Well, I think for sure you got to give that one to Sean Connery because Sean Connery was the actor that brought James Bond to life. Bond. James Bond. He did Doctor No in 1962, uh, and he was the first James Bond. So you've got to give so much credit to Sean Connery playing that role. Um... But then, yeah, the James Bonds that have come after Sean Connery have all done a, 
Well, not all. I'm, I'm, there have been a couple that I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't really happy with their performances. But, you know, they, they all bring their own flair and their own style to James Bond. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, you, you either have to give that to Sean, Sean Connery, who, who is amazing as 007. Yep. Or Daniel Craig, who's I'm, been... I'm feeling Daniel These Craig. last three films, yep. and now with Spectre uh, on the cusp of being released... Daniel Craig is up there too. He's because he's so he brings a, a realism to this character. You yeah, know? I'm think I'm feeling Daniel Craig, not just because of the way he he portray the character on screen, but it's also it's a package deal. It's it's due to factors that um, can't really be controlled. You know, right. the money that was put into it today that maybe they couldn't afford. You know, decades ago, right. technology has evolved to a point that uh, the way that we see stuff on screen, special effects, yeah. and that just creates a package that you you associate with Daniel Craig, yeah. you know? Do you remember how cheesy the effects were back in the 60s yeah. with Dr. No or any of the other Bond films from the 60s? You know, for example, the like the, the booster button with the Aston Martin, they, they, they press it and then they just speed up film yeah. to make it seem like the, you know, the, the car just shot right by. But that's, you're right, it's evolved. And, you know, from cheesy sci-fi effects to modern-day technology and sci-fi effects and CGI. and They've blown it out of the park. They really have. And, and I'm so excited to see Spectre because of that. Now on to the main course yes. of this podcast, uh, the Cars of the Bond franchise. Man, there have been so many. There's so many cars. So many cars, unique-looking cars. But they've always been their own character in each film, right? That's right. They're a character they're, in, in, they're in themselves. They're beautiful. They're decked out with all the gadgets, all the weapons. We all want them. We all want them. We can't have them because we... Don't make that much money. <laughs> but they're stylish cars. They're re- very exotic cars. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I secretly wanted to drive the DB5. Oh, man. I was in one when we were in London. Get out. Week. I sat in no, one. No, get out of the room. Yeah. You want me to leave now? No, I don't. Yeah, no. We got to finish this. Yeah, okay. Seriously? I actually did? sat in the Aston Martin uh, from Quantum of Solace where, you know, he's driving down the road uh, lying in the middle of the road is 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 the girl. Yeah, and he has to swerve. Remember, and he flips around. Oh, he flips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flips yeah. So many times. I think that that's... actually set a Guinness World Record. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like like forty six spins. Uh, maybe oh, we'll uh, say forty six spins. It could be like six or seven. Maybe six or seven. Yeah, but maybe it's forty six. I don't know. But anyways, uh, this upcoming film, which you probably know. Uh, it is a custom Aston Martin. Well, it's a big deal because there's another Aston Martin that's that was created, that was designed specifically for the film. Yeah. Like, we're not going to be able to ever drive it. We're not going to ever be able to see it anywhere else but this Spectre movie. Yeah. The, and for Spectre, they're going to feature the new Aston Martin DB10. That's the one. That's the one. And it is beautiful. From all the, the images that we've seen online, it is just stunning. It's so stealth looking. They made 10 cars of, of uh, the DB10, all for the stunt scenes. And we are about to speak with the chief creative officer, the director of design at Aston Martin. He's the guy who actually designed the Aston Martin DB10 inspector. And his name is Merrick Rechman. Hey, Merrick. Hey, Merrick. How's it going? Hello. Hi. I'm good, thank you very much. We want to thank you so much for spending some time with us today on the ET Canada Throwdown. Not a problem. There is so much buzz around this DB10, this Aston Martin. It's like a bespoke car. The public will never be able to purchase this automobile. How big a deal is this? Yeah, none of the cars have ever been designed specifically for James Bond, just for the movie. 
And not only that, we're never going to produce this car and we're never going to sell any of the 10. Well, uh, so never, apart from one car that will auction for uh, a char charity uh, in the new year once the new year has uh, been released. So in terms of um, historical points, it's quite amazing from my perspective as a designer, I guess from Bond as a character and a franchise. Um, yeah, it, it, it really shows the power of James Bond. Now, Merrick, from what we've read, it seems like the story of how this car came about, uh, from what I've read, Sam Mendes was in the room with you and he just requested it. It seems like it was a classic behind-the-scenes story, right? Yeah, and we had uh, arranged a meeting with uh, Michael Wilson, Barbara Broccoli, Sam Mendes, uh, and a few other uh, members of E.ON to come to the studio and have a look at what we were doing. So at that time, we hadn't made a decision on uh, on the car, but um, Sam, Barbara, Michael obviously wanted his hero car, James Bond's car, to be an Aston Martin. It was at that point we then said, well, come to the studio and have a look at what we're doing. We then went into the studio. Um, Sam looked at lots of beautiful models, um, and out of the corner of his eye, he saw a sketch up on a board, quite a large sketch, and said, what is that? And I said, well, it's a car that doesn't exist. It's my thought about a, uh, a very, very, what I would call uh, pointed or directed sports car, which is very individualistic. It's very predatory. Um, it's something which is incredibly pure and simple as well as, as being elegant. And he just said, I love it. Can we do that to James Bond? At which point I said, I looked around at the team, uh, who were all sitting on the floor by now, thinking, please don't say yes. And I said, yeah, of course we can. It's for James Bond. Yeah, that is such a cool story. Now, Merrick, how did this car stand out as not only 007's car, but also Daniel Craig's car? I mean, for me, I've, I've, I've worked with, um, with Daniel Craig before on, on Casino Royale. So we provided the first, obviously, DBSs for the movie, and then that went into Quantum of Solace as well. So I understand his character, in, uh, or how he portrays the character, uh, understand more of his role and how he is portrayed as the modern Bond, if you like. Um, and so it was about understanding that and how, how gritty or not gritty or more elegant he was going to appear in, in Spectrum and truly what Sam was thinking and developing the car along those lines. But don't forget, this has come from a sketch which already, it was there. So that sketch already had a feeling. And again, it was, it was as though that feeling hooked up with Sam's thoughts of who James Bond was going to be in, in this particular movie of Spectra. Um, then it was about, we then talked about replacing the icon, you know, making DB10 the next generation of DB5. So something that everyone would naturally associate with James Bond in a modern context. So rather than someone saying Sean Connery and DB5, they now are going to say Daniel Craig and a DB10. And it, therefore, for me, it was about making it pure, simple, very dramatic, easily recognizable because, you know, you, you appear in the movie for short periods of time, short bursts of time. So your first view, those first impressions, had to be really eye-catching and really dramatic. I can only imagine seeing this car for the first time and, like, falling in love with it. Now, Merrick, what was the cast reveal like of this Aston Martin? 
it was iconic in the fact that Sam Mendes stood on stage and introduced the crew, the cast, with DB10 to one side with a cover over it. And he introduced DB10 as the first cast member. Um, and that, to me, was, was quite a special moment to say, hey, you know, this is it's a character in the, in the movie. This is not just a car. This is, this DB10 is playing a part. It's describing the story. It's, it has a role to play. And that's how it was introduced before Daniel was introduced onto the stage as well. So, you know, for me, big goosebumps um, and really nice to put the thumbs up at Daniel because he could see the car uh, just, just before he went on stage. Merrick, I want you to be honest with me right now. Have you seen Daniel Craig drive before? Can you can you give us an insider tip? What are his driving skills like? Um, I I haven't seen him drive cars before. I know he is a good driver. They're manual cars. He drives our cars um, on a daily basis. He has a car based in New York that that is an Aston Martin. So it's um, yeah, I, I haven't personally seen him, but I but I know he is. You know, the Aston Martin car and James Bond films have been in collaboration for many years, Merrick. Were you a Bond fan growing up? I, I've always been a fan, and I think who, as, as a boy, as a, as a boy designer or as a boy wanting to be a designer, clearly the DB5 was part of my collection. And, and tell you a little thing, secret about me, I had a DB5 in my collection, and it was the only car that I kept in its box and it was the only car that I, that none of my friends were allowed to play with. Um, and it stayed in its box, and it's in pristine condition, and all the others are all banged up and smashed up. And, and I think and that's from the age of, say, eight or nine. Um, so I've, I've always been a fan. Um, and now, you know, I feel like I'm part of the family, uh, which is a great feeling. And it's, it's just wonderful to be involved. Merrick, one thing that I just, I have to talk about, it's the gizmos and the gadgets in the car. Every single Bond film, we're always so excited to see what each car is decked out with. The rocket launchers to the, the lasers. Don't forget the ejector seats. The, the ejector seats. Thank you, Mr. Rick Campanelli. <laughs> Merrick, what can we expect from the DB10? Think of the unexpected. <laughs> I mean, you, you can see on some of the clips that have already been released, the car has an incredible flamethrower, and that's all real. That flamethrower is embedded in the car. It has other gadgets, um, but you know what? It would be such a shame to talk about them because they feature a lot in the movie, and they are super special. Absolutely amazing, Merrick. We really appreciate you spending some time with us talking James Bond, and we're hoping that uh, when Bond 25 comes out, we'll be talking to you again in a couple years. Merrick, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. All right, guys. Well, that was a lot of fun. I could talk about James Bond 007 for hours. I Unfortunately, wish. we don't have that much time. We're going to have to say goodbye to you for now, but don't forget, Spectre hits theaters in Canada November 6th. I'll be there. I'll be there every night after that watching this amazing movie. Hopefully, you will be there. 50% of all the ticket sales will be because of Rick Campanelli. <laughs> and also, if you guys like our podcast, hit us up on iTunes, rate the podcast, download it, share it with your friends, make us all happy. Go now. Go do that right now. No, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. Hold on. Go do it. Okay. One sec. Okay. Elevator music.
Okay, you're back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Have a good That's one. That's all you wanted, right? Yeah. All right. See you guys next time. <laughs>